if you grew up in Malaysia, you probably have had some level of stress uh. going through major examinations, such as PMR, <laughs> SPM, or even at a tender young age, UPSR. Yeah. However, the education system has definitely evolved over the past few years, and introduction of PT3 what? is one of it. What? Today, we're talking about all things examination and with one of the most qualified guests we've ever had on our show. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Table Talk Podcast. Oh, what, what a studio audience we have. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Amazing. Welcome back to a brand new week. It's You can't be welcome back. Welcome to back. A brand, that just already talks we about always the say, education system. We always say that had. every time. Welcome back. It's like they left the week. Welcome they back to the, the Table Talk Podcast. Yeah, okay, there we go. And welcome to a brand new week. Oh, it's beautiful. Much, it's beautiful. Man. Intellectuals. Today we're talking <laughs> about the deal of IQ in the like you uh, education. Obviously, we're not very good. Many of us could really have more of. Just saying. You lift across your mic the board. closer to your mouth. I can't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't feel anything right now. Okay. I'm just education. At the table, <laughs> we yes. have a very handsome gentleman with us. Yeah. Um, before we continue, yeah. who you, what do you do? <laughs> yes. Uh, my name is Sun Seng. Hey. And my claim to fame is that <laughs> I am <laughs> childhood friends with Ho Ming Han and Ho Ming Yu. Oh, <laughs> dang it. I think I've known you guys since, well, we were all tiny. 1995, yes. I think, that's when we met. Wow, that's um, a long time ago. Uh, that, that's it. That's very, very kind. Sun Seng is the CEO of Teach for Malaysia, a nonprofit organization, oh, so? which has the sole mission to give Malaysian children the opportunity to attain excellent education. <laughs> Not just Malaysian children, <laughs> children in Malaysia. I thought you were going to go mm. and like give children a better chance for a future. Yeah, I thought also, we were going along that line. Education is a future. It's true. It's true. Right? Yep. You're not wrong. How so you? But for everyone else who doesn't really understand what oh. that means, what what do you do? Teach for Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, what, what's this whole what thing? Is, what is Teach for I Malaysia? I mean, some people might have heard what it is. I mean, like, or do not. Do you teach? For Malaysia? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Maybe. That huh? could what be one do? of the things that we do. Compared <laughs> over here, yeah. Um, so basically, it's, it's, it's this whole idea that the reality is now that if you are a child that is born into either a low-income family yes. or into a rural community in Malaysia, yes. you are not as likely to get a quality education as a kid who maybe grew up in Bandutama or somewhere here in KL, right? And so there is this gap. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so the whole premise of Teach from Malaysia is that we want to ensure that no matter where you're born in the country, no matter what socioeconomic yeah. class you yeah. come from, you're going to get a quality education. Wow. Nice. And the first way in which we do that is we recruit what we hope to be some of the most passionate uh, young Malaysians to Edu serve uh, for, as two, yes. uh, for two years. Okay. Okay. in classrooms, in high-need schools all over the country. And then they teach from Malaysia as, as teachers, as full-time teachers for Hi. two years. What's high-need schools? So a high-need school is basically a place where um, either there is a, a large majority of students that come from, uh, from a low-income background, right, right. or it could just be in, in a rural place uh, yeah. in the country. I mean, that's true. I mean, if for you guys who have gone to government schools, obviously... Uh, the quality of education is uh, questionable sometimes. Well, okay. When, when, I mean, I'm just going to say, it. some of my teachers come into the classroom and hang. Yeah, it's true. Like they ask you to open your textbooks. They don't even tell me what page. Yeah. I So <laughs> I just open my textbook and I just wait. I'm not, not hating on my teachers. I have amazing teachers as well. Some. But I think it goes, it goes, to, it goes without saying that um, in higher costing schools or in private schools, the level of education definitely differs. And even for government schools, not everyone, 
especially if you're in rural areas and stuff, no one has access to, quote-unquote, the normal education that we are very used to in the cities, in the, yeah. urban, in the urban spaces. And so you, you might have, like, complaints about your education experience, but the right. reality is that you grew up in an Within urban an area. Yeah. Um, and, like, you... The the things that so when I first joined Teach from Malaysia, right. I my perception of of Everyone's the challenges. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. The okay. challenges okay. were like what we were seeing here. Right. Um, so my brother went to a school in Bandarutama, and yes. I saw some of the challenges that he experienced, and I was like, oh, I want to make a difference and oh. solve some of those challenges. Right. 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 But the school that I was sent to, um, so my brother's primary school was probably somewhere in the top um, couple hundred primary schools in the country. The school that I taught in was in the top 100 from the bottom of secondary schools in the country. And was was this in in Selangor? Uh, I was in Selangor. So um, it was like 45 minutes away from KL City. Um, But, and I, I just did not understand how different the quality of education is within our uh, within our system we already have complaints about right. some of the good ones the, the good, good ones the, the high quality yeah, schools yeah, yeah. the school that i taught in i mean the reality was that for i taught from 4 um so form four. yeah 16 okay. or 17 year old kids if they did bralehan right um and in some of my classes i had students that had been in school their entire life uh-huh. but could not read or write sorry Ooh. what this is form so, 4 they were form four. Form four. Had been in like school in, their entire in, in life. Age, in age-wise, they were form four. Yeah, but these weren't kids that were, they weren't kids that had special needs okay. uh, or learning disabilities. Kids. They right. were just regular kids, but because of all the different, op- a lack of opportunities yeah, that they yeah. had throughout their life, right. they just- 16. So yeah. this is 16 years old. Yeah. yeah. And you can't read or write. Yeah. But this is the Paralihan classes. Lah. Uh, I mean, most of them would have gone through Paralihan, okay, but okay. not everyone necessarily. I, I don't know what the English equivalent for Paralihan means. Remedial. Uh, Remedial oh, there yeah. we go. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, <laughs> he obviously. But yeah, uh, why are we talking about all this today? We're talking about this because yeah. uh, I think some of the community members as well, uh, and it's just been known across the board that there are major examinations, right? UPSR, yeah, yeah. PT3, whatever that is. I never had to go through it. I'm doxing my own age right no, now. No, no, no. You um, did have. Uh, so, BTS. Way, no. Yes, correct. Uh, way back then. No, no, no. It's, it's just, a different thing. It's a different it's thing, just, but there was a totally uh, standard uh. three sort of like. PT3 is PMR, the replacement for PMR. Sorry, that's <laughs> Bodo. Anyway, primary. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Um, apparently, there is a lot of changes coming out. So, big shout out to Kageshiro Sora. That's a real name on the Discord uh, for recommending this topic because yeah, this dude is actually a teacher. He's as actually well. a teacher. So, mm, we nice. have a community on Discord, and some of the people have different things that they do in life. Yeah. This one's a teacher. So, he was like, talk about education. We're going to talk about the major examinations and uh, the changes that are happening, what is going on right now from your perspective from Teach from Malaysia, which is Teach for Malaysia, not no, from we're Malaysia. Actually, we're focusing and zeroing down on examinations, examinations. in particular, not yes. so much education. No. Uh, and Sun Singh is a leading authority on uh, examinations because... <laughs> leading authority. I've done some of them. <laughs> some, Just some. like you guys. Okay, so when <laughs> we... Well, what major examinations did you go through? Um, <laughs> which one? <laughs> did you attend? Okay, just, so Sun Sing did didn't go to a government school. Yeah, yeah. That's no, why I'm asking. Didn't. That's why I'm asking. And Sun Sing couldn't even speak fluent Bahasa Malaysia growing up. Yeah, but I learned it. But so, if Sun Sing can learn, anyone can. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> and I've actually sat for the SPMBM paper. Oh, um, dang. Sorry. What do you get? I passed. Okay, <laughs> that's all we need to know. That's all so, we need to know. <laughs> that's one of the examinations uh, right. that I've uh, sat for. Um, right. Then I grew up in a British school. Yeah, so right. I, uh, they, so 
they had this thing called the sats. Yeah. Um, so at every key stage, oh, so that's, year that's three, painful. year six, yes. year yes. nine, you had to do them. Um, uh, yeah. And then I also did the American SAT uh, right. as well. Um, at the end of at the end of high school college entrance, so you, I've done a whole bunch of different. You got, okay, so, so you got a good mix. Yeah, yeah. You Mean did you? a good mix. I, I it, it's a standard fair, UPSR, PMR, SPM, uh. and then you just kind of jump off into the Australian, American, yeah. or British education system. Oh, mine's like I, I did A levels. I think I took the whole buffet then. Yeah, I took the whole freaking buffet. I did uh, starting from the bottom. I did PTS. You did. I did UPSR. Yeah. I did PMR. Yeah. I did SPM. Yeah. I did A levels. Yeah. I did my undergrad. Yep. I also did IELTS. I mm. did uh, SATs, yeah, American yep. SATs. Mm. And I did something else that was a British qualification exam. Scones. Yeah, <laughs> I, I probably did and that crumpets. as well. Um, because I was trying to apply for both the British universities and American universities. Yeah. But because we are a British education system, we were not allowed to apply for American universities. You had to do like the full set. We had to do a freaking... IELTS. We had to do the... SATs. Yeah, mm. yeah. I had to study how many years worth of SAT work in two months. Yep. Mm. All right. And apparently we can do it. So, but, but <laughs> so that's just so that's just us yeah. as like we're Weird old. People. Yeah. We're slightly older, right? <laughs> Let's pass the mic to one of the younger QD ones. Jeremy, what do you do? <laughs> uh, so I grew up in initial school. So oh. I didn't have oh. to I Okay, pause. Brian, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> you grew up international Ryan, school. I didn't know you did internet. Which international school? Um, uh, Kingsley International School. Okay, never heard of Kingsley. Kingsley. Ryan, Ryan, give this. Ryan so looked like he went to Ryan looked like he went to government school. Ah, uh, yeah, I did okay. go to government school. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, what, what did I do? All your major ex- examinations. Oh, uh, UPSR. Okay. PMR, okay. SPM. Okay, oh, that's, that's it. Then that's it, lah. And oh. then. College, you did like A levels. No, college, I did like diploma. some diploma in smart like boy. film and broadcasting. Really smart, ah. Jeremy. What what exams do you do, Jeremy? So actually, right, I, I was I was doing a government syllabus, and right before as a primary five, right, I changed to initial school, so I skipped everything. I, I managed to dodge UPSR. Okay. Oh, <laughs> and then in initial school, then I did uh, something. I don't know. There's a like a like a midpoint one that I did. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. And then I did PMR? IGCSE, which is the yes, O yes, levels. Correct, correct. Yeah. And then- You do uh, know what the midpoint was. <laughs> I, don't, I forgot what it was. Okay. I know it's I did cool. really badly. I got average. Traumatic experience. <laughs> oh, you yeah, just want to forget, right? Actually, yeah, the, only, the only government school exam I didn't take, STPM. Mm. Because the, it's form six. The, the A level equivalent. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, but all my friends who took the exam went crazy. It's seriously. one of the hardest exams. Apparently. Apparently, apparently. so. But we'll touch yeah. about that in a bit. The <laughs> reasons why we're talking about exams in general is really to jump in and talk about whether they are important, whether we can do without them, and oh. why they're even there for, right? Mm. What a huge so, debate. <laughs> first of all, let's talk about are exams important? Hey, mm. let's uh, let's open this up to the floor. Yeah, rectal <laughs> examinations, prostate exams. Some exams are very important. Uh. Okay, so <laughs> by definition, yes. I'm sure you have to talk about this. And you speakingly, you you speakingly, you speakingly. recently, yeah. you recently spoke about examinations at a conference, a summit, oh. if you mm-hmm. will. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, by definition, what is an exam? <laughs> <laughs> definition: What is an exam? Uh, an oh. exam is something that you perform to assess uh, the quality of something oh, okay. else or the state of something. Correct, so, correct, in correct. this context, it's to see whether students are are academically <laughs> smart. Okay. Are academically mm. working. Okay. Let's ask the CEO of Teach of Malaysia. Yes. How does that? How does that work? Like, how do you? How do you guys? 
see exams? Like, do yeah. you, does the value of a student, is it solely dependent on how they perform academically yeah. through exams? Mm, yeah, mm. yeah. Because that's so, been the system in Malaysia, right? Yeah, so I think the, the I think the challenge, there are many, many ways in which you can assess okay. uh, performance and yes. quality. Yes. And I think the challenge in Malaysia is that we have been very, very singularly focused on academic yes. examinations yes. and very high stakes academic examinations. Just repeat that for the people about high stakes. High stakes, man. <laughs> Six years, one exam. Uh, sorry. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. High stakes. And it's it's not only that you're culminating in this one exam, but yeah. it's also a national exam, right? Yeah. And yeah. So everybody's performance yeah. is benchmarked uh, right. against it, right? And so it's very high stakes. And yeah. it is uh, the, because we're so obsessed and focused on it. Yeah it takes away the focus from other aspects of, of education and also yeah. other ways in which we can assess. Or value um, a human being. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. exactly. So for, for the parents who are not yet parents listening to this, huh? how- <laughs> For the parents uh, the, who are not yet wait, parents. Wait, shh, quiet, okay, okay, quiet. Okay. Stop shouting. Wow. You're just talking over something. I feel like because I'm wearing a mask, I need to be louder. Okay, so <laughs> the, the, the first question is, okay, if, if we're all saying that exams are not the only way to assess a child yeah. or student, what are the other ways? Yeah, so I mean, first, Let's say exams inherently are not an evil or a bad no, thing. No, definitely. Right? I think it's because we have uh, an we have an imbalanced value of examinations in Malaysia. There's an obsession exactly. on academics. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. So there there are ways in which exams are helpful. And mm. um, for example, if you wanted to, if for example, the the whole idea of a standard measure, right? Yes. And if you are want if you want to if it was important for education in the past when yeah. education, the purpose of education was really about how do you transfer knowledge. Correct, correct. Right? But the world that we live in actually doesn't need you to memorize yeah. all of these facts. Right? Yeah. Because we have Google, we have information. Yeah. Um, we don't need to be a repository. Yes. We actually just need to develop skills to be able to access and utilize yes. that information. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Exams don't necessarily teach no. you how to do, yeah, right? Or they're not necessarily measuring there that. There was something that really stood out when it came to learning about exams. Yeah. Uh, Exams are really essentially a test of regurgitating information most of the time, mm -hmm. right? It's how oh, much. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's uh, <laughs> it's true. It's I mean, to me, for the most part, even as a young kid, I realized that all our British, uh, British-based education system is about what my dad would call mugging, mugging or re just memorizing everything, yeah. mm -hmm. and obviously, for for the most part, my friends who could memorize the most were termed the smartest, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Or if you had a plus to it, my friends who could do math the best were termed the smartest, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah. right? Because a lot of the, like, if you think about it, physics, you have to memorize concepts and formulas. Chemistry, you have to memorize concepts and formulas. Uh, history, history, you just literally memorize. just need to memorize, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So the only thing I had free reign about was English because yeah. I, I spoke it and it wasn't really an academic skill. It was a communication skill. So... The, uh, I guess everything, like you said, uh, and I was watching a really good talk as well. We are now in an era where memorizing isn't really that important anymore yep. because at any moment, uh, two taps and you got the world's database at your fingers. What now? You know, yeah. With the whole, is our education system still valid? Mm, yeah, mm. I mean that, that's a great question. So actually. We in Malaysia we have this thing called the National Education Philosophy. Oh, do we know it? And, um, <laughs> I read it so, every night. <laughs> <laughs> the National Education Philosophy focuses on J E R I S five uh, five things, uh, okay. and so it um, focuses on physical well being, uh, emotional, okay. spiritual, uh, intellectual, and 
I can social. see your brain translating <laughs> yep. the Malay words. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. I never knew it focused on these five things. Uh, so, um, but the challenges that we, is that what typically, how it typically gets, typically gets played out is just yeah. to focus on the intellectual aspect. Obviously, right? yeah. And as the world shifts, the so there's this big thing in education, right. it, which is we need to focus on this thing called 21st century skills. So it's not oh. so much about the the knowledge yeah. and subjects that you take, but it's the skills that you uh, yeah. get out of your education yeah. experience. Yeah. So 21st century skills, um, there are four C's typically in Malaysia, we have five, which is oh. um, communication. Okay. Look at um, all of these acronyms. <laughs> okay. Collaboration. Oh. Okay. Uh, creativity. Okay. Yeah. Critical thinking. Okay. And in Malaysia, the fifth one is chicken character. rice. Coronavirus. Okay. Oh, chicken rice. No, for sure. I just had the best chicken Wait, rice I in the world. I thought they missed character. it. Character. Character. Are Oi. you a good person? Um, and and examinations. Do so, nothing for these. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, some, some, some. some. Okay. Uh, How do some. I know if I'm a good person from an academic exam? <laughs> well, I mean, you've had moral exams, right? Which are totally squat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, and I'm so, gonna, let me be the, the, the devil's advocate. My friends who cheat in moral get the highest results. It's true. <laughs> so, it's like they write yes. a Nilai Muni on their hand. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. So, so to, your, to your question, Mingyu, what are alternate forms yeah. uh, of yeah. examinations, right? Yeah. And so in, for those of us that have gone to university, um, there's, some, there's a little bit of a picture of what an alternate form could look like, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a mix of your written examinations, you have yeah. your coursework, yeah. yes. Um, yes. And, and the projects that you do alongside 100%, that, right? Yeah. So what, what education needs to shift to now is really thinking about what perform how do you actually measure your ability to perform a skill performance-based examinations right. okay so more things like a focus on projects projects and the outcome of a project are a legitimate way of evaluating whether right. a student right. um, is, is is capable of yeah. doing something right did they right. learn that right so right. for example when you uh language right like you want people to be able to communicate to actually speak Absolutely. how do you measure communication it's yeah. not necessarily written written yeah. is, is an important part but it's not just written right yeah. can you actually speak Spe yeah um, can you actually uh, uh, co convince people through your ideas and share your ideas and mm. communicate and express yourself, right? right? And that needs to be a performance-based approach. So an example yeah. of that is get kids to record a podcast yeah. um, and uh, yeah. about something that matters to them. And that is a right. legitimate uh, um, assessment. Yeah, yeah, but you, Absolutely. even for that, I feel uh, there's so many things to be considered. And that's why you really got to dive in into how the next stage of education is formed because like, yeah, recording a podcast, is it makes complete sense to me, right? Because that would just get a kid in his own room, in his own space to communicate properly as compared to public speaking in high school last time. Because last time, if you couldn't public speak, you weren't a good communicator. Mm. And then they were like- well, That's like the entire school. Yeah, la, basically. La. <laughs> but, but unwilling or unknowingly to everyone, like even stuff like public speaking doesn't just test communication. It tests like, I guess confidence yeah, or yeah, like, you know, yeah. uh, being able to face a thousand faces looking at you. Good and some, morning, <laughs> ladies and, some, and gentlemen. And some kids really don't have that skill, oh, but yeah. they can communicate one-to-one, -one, no problem. Mm, yeah. So I think like, yeah, it, things like that, definitely, it's not just like, uh, okay, this one test communication, since it's good, let's go and do this, which is what I feel a lot of my high school and primary school life was. Yep. It's like on the whim. Yep. It, it yep. kind of sounds like it tests that. Yep. Let's just do that. Yeah. Right? So 
Mm. And I think that that's the, the opportunity is if you shift away, the, the challenge is because everyone needs to perform on this standardized yes. high stakes examination. Yeah. So when you have a, a standardized system, it, fo- it takes the, way, the focus away from what does the individualized yeah, um, assessment correct. look yes. like? Because every child is different and mm. they will succeed yes. in different ways, right. but they may be able to perform the skill. But then how do you enable teachers to be able to to uh, use assessments that meet the needs of oh. individual students. Oh, when you have a standardized examination, it's very hard to do that because yeah. you're trying to fit everybody into yeah. one type of assessment. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is where it's going to, like, I'll, I'll be the devil's advocate again. I think this is going to be, I think this might, not just going to be, this might be the issue that a lot of schools will face because I grew up in an environment where eight out of 10 of my teachers weren't, focus on being the best teacher they could. They didn't care about uh, teacher-student interaction. They didn't care about squat. They came in, uh, did a few pages of like what they're supposed to do, blatantly opened a, a, their, the homework and just randomly ticked and crossed out stuff. An education that is supposed to be that impactful, I think requires a lot on the teacher's part as Absolutely. well. Right? Because the students are there to absorb. And they absorb anything the teacher throws at them. And most of the time, like, unfortunately, like, my experience in government schools, not, not my higher education, my education was a different thing. In government schools, most of the time, teachers are just getting by. Yep, they don't yep. put in like the extra mile, you know. And then yep. uh, there was no like um, fun things to do. I had like one or two teachers that really cared. And you could tell that they care because they take the effort to do stuff that is outside the syllabus that mm, helps you understand mm. the syllabus. But most of them don't. And how, what, like, I, I would say, like, what is the remedy for that? Yeah. And so I think often, oftentimes, so like, like you said, there are great teachers yeah. in, in the system, right? And so right. it's not a blanket statement that all teachers are, are yes. terrible. All right. yeah. But I, th- I think oftentimes what teachers experience is that their hands are tied because of right. the way that the system is set up. Yes. Also true. So yes. they also are true. measured by their students' performance on an examination. And so your your priority, your, your mm. the, the KPI for your job, mm. um, uh, the goal is for you to get your kids to score on the examination. And so right. it's just about drilling kids to do well on an examination. Yeah. Right. But in order for an alternative way of uh, assessing to work, mm. that's when the responsibility, to your point, Mehan, really falls on the teacher. Right to be able to be the one who is the trusted source of information as to whether the student is capable at doing something. Right, right. Because you're not depending on the national examination. You're actually depending on the teacher's professional opinion to communicate to a parent that your son can read and write and speak English at a standard four level. And it is because you, uh, and you need to then empower teachers to be able to make assessment choices that are suitable for the child at their level. Um, And then you need to be able to trust that the teacher is going to actually Help. give you an accurate assessment correct, correct. Uh, for that. And then when the the onus or the the responsibility um, is then in the teacher's uh, right. um, court, you will see teachers. Um, to number one, that will release kind of like the burden of how do I get all my kids to school? Because yeah. actually, the the mo- most teachers 
they 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 enter the profession really wanting to make a difference in the yeah. lives of kids, but that gets beaten out of them because by, of the system in place, because yeah. of the system and the exams and the way that they're measured, right? right? And and then there's a whole lot of other things. There's so much paperwork that teachers have to do that yeah. is like distracts yeah. them from actually doing their day to day job. Right. So when you remove some of these these things that are are not necessarily helpful, or you mm. lower the stakes, because mm-hmm. now the examinations are such high st- have yeah. such high stakes, right. you lower the stakes and allow teachers to have more empowerment and what they do in the classroom. Right. That's where you begin to see change. And that right. uh, and that's also where you begin to see teachers more empowered and motivated to do their jobs. Wow. So this is one of the teachers in our community that I feel actually takes the effort to think mm. right, about what needs to be done and stuff. Um, the, the user, Kage. Uh, Kage, sorry, it's a random Japanese name for a user. Um, personally thinks, Kage personally thinks that PMR is utterly useless because it's not helping you do what you should be doing. Like for example, the SPM actually helps you to get into a new field of studies in college or the UPSR helps you get into a secondary school, right? Um, if you fail UPSR, you move into a replacement test class or you'll be one year late in your studies while the others go to Form 1 to Form 6. So I guess the point is, um, not all exams obviously, but there is exams that are questionable to the user, uh, like the PMR or the PT3. Or in my in my my year, the PTS in standard freaking tree. Like what what about these? Like are are there I, I would say, what is the next steps for exams like this? Are we retaining them? Are, are, is it a good idea to just get rid of them? Like what's the deal? What in from where you are? Yeah. So in Malaysia, we have this obsession, like we've said, we have this obsession, obsession with exams. We yes. just test way too much. Yeah. So you have the major examinations, but you know, you guys, you guys went to school. It's not like they're, <laughs> um, it's yeah. not just the major examinations. Every year, you have a really four high exams. stakes yeah. examination yeah. 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 at the end of the year, and then you have exactly four exams throughout the year. So you're basically school is just basically like a waiting game to sit for the next exam, mm. right? And so we need to just remove all of these examinations out of the system and. Uh, for example, if we look towards um, like Finland, for example, they only have one national examination, which is at right. the end of secondary school. Wow. Um, and so like the Ministry of Education is actually trying to shift away from this exam orientation, but it just right. takes uh, a lot of um, change management to happen because right. society, it's so inbred in society, in, exams, in the minds exams, of parents, exams, in yeah. employers' minds, yeah, right, right. in teachers' minds that exams are the only way to measure. Right, right. Right? So, But the ministry is shifting away from that. So mm. what they did um, in 2019, I believe, is that they removed examinations from standard one to standard three. Right. So. If PTS, you're PT3 gone. Not yet. Oh, well. Uh, Wait, is it all examinations I, so, entirely? So if you're a kid in standard one, two, three, you shouldn't have the end of year examination. Oh. Um, you shouldn't have the one, two, three, four examinations oh. in between. Um, and basically it's the idea that a kid who's in primary school should just be focused on their learning and not trying to prove that they've learned anything. Oh, that's so sweet. And the, that, but... Whether Aww. that has actually translated into practice fully, yeah. We, yeah. We, we don't know yet. But yeah, policy-wise, they, they've taken, they've taken okay. those examinations uh, out. Um, and then there is, then across the board, you mm. can still continue to remove examinations. So for example, mm. like um, the, the, what, what's recently just happened mm. is that the, the ministry has abolished uh, the UPSR. Thanks, Susie. 
um, you played a major role in that one. We heard you. You were there. There's a backstory to that. This is something that the ministry has been trying to do for a very long time, right? Right. And they and and it's not like they've just abolished it out of no. And there's no no other form of replacement. They've there's a plan, guys. Our ministry actually does have qualified people that are are running it. And so the replacement for for UPSR is basically what's called school based assessments. So that means that throughout the curriculum, there are specific checkpoints about certain skills that students are supposed to know. They can drink water without spilling. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? And throughout your throughout your schooling experience, teachers are supposed to assess you on an ongoing basis, which means that you don't have to wait for six years to get assessed. Right on an ongoing basis, you're assessed, and by the end of your schooling, your six years of school, you have a portfolio that contains all of your the different assessments of your skills that you're supposed to be able to have as, mm. as proof of your actual learning. Mm. Um, so that's what is there that is ava- uh, that that is supposed to replace um, the see. UPSR wow. at this point right. in time. That's so good. Wow. In 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 theory. In theory. <laughs> yeah. still, it's, yeah. it's a good theory though. Yeah, yeah, it's no, a good no. theory. I mean, I mean uh, I, I, okay, just always being the other extreme. Yeah, it does. It's so much more than just removing an exam. It's what you fill it back in with, right? Yep. And it's going to be like, wow, the teachers are like, okay, so no UPSR. So for six years, what do we do with the kids, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. it's going to be like, if there's no exam, what is the goal that we are working together? The yeah. kids? Because mm-hmm. I mean, in, in terms of education, I do see a purpose. I do see the whole purpose when it comes to primary, secondary, all up until like, I, I guess, college and university. The discipline that exams uh, train in kids is important in some way. But I also can argue that discipline can be taught a lot of other different ways, like yep. discipline and structure and stuff like that. But yeah, it's not just as I, I, I do feel it removing a major exam is so much more work than just like, okay, I guess this exam, Correct. there's yeah. nothing there anymore. So what I was going to say to that is, is two things, right? Like one of it is parents and like, like you already said, right. um, society and we've been so accustomed. accustomed to exam systems that parents almost demand that yes. I want exams to know where my kid is, right? Because yeah. for the if, if you're saying that there's only checkpoints, right? How will I know that my kid by center four yeah. still doesn't know how to write or read properly, right? Without yeah. an exam. So that's oh. one of it. But secondly, I think this one is where you can speak more about what um, Teach from Malaysia is like sets out to do. Because the current examination system works as almost a mass testing system, you don't have to think about it, right? You have a certain set of papers. It's gotten to a point where, you know, your MCQ, right? When you shade in the stuff, right? Computers mark for it, right? Mm-hmm. And so it, it eases the process of like grading students. Um, if you take that away and have a more hands-on, almost like one-on-one assessment approach with teachers and students, mm. that increases the workload for teachers by like by 10 times or more. How mm-hmm. many students do you have? I don't know. Um, but... What do you think about that? Because I think there's going to be the question of maybe parents thinking, oh, uh, this the examination works because there's so many kids and the teacher cannot give all their attention to each kid all the time, right? And now if we're going into something that's more like individually assessed mm. one person at a time, will my kid be maybe subject to I don't know, the teacher just being lazy and not assessing him properly? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that- There's some really good questions on my part. I yeah, absolutely. That's why you went to school. Oh, yeah. uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, critical so, thinking. <laughs> critical thinking. Oh my gosh. Um, the, the, 
examinations do serve this function of mm. providing you this kind of like standardized way Benchmark. of uh, benchmarking and assessment. Absolutely, mm. absolutely right. And so I think that the what we need to shift towards, and so it's 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 really interesting, right? Like what you, what mm. you said, Mihanza. I remember when they were first talking about the abolishment of uh, examination uh, of UPSR. Uh, this was probably two thousand eight. Teen, uh, and I remember reading on Twitter, there were people that were saying, well, across the board, yeah, teachers, students, and parents saying like, oh, well, what's the point of going to school if there's no UPSR? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, right. what, what, what is the point of going to school? Yeah. And I think that that's the question, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, what is the point of an education? Is it to get is it to get an examination, uh, to right. get an examination grade? Yeah, because they've been so closely linked. School, exactly. yeah. exam, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. But I mean, like, I'll, I'll pose the question to you guys. What, what, what's the point of an education? Like, um, what do you think the point of an education is? Oh, no, that's a great you question. See, we're, just, we're just quiet now. My, I, they never teach me to answer this question. <laughs> you didn't have to memorize this. You didn't this. memorize this. We don't <laughs> know how to answer. He hasn't done the exam. Like, yeah. What makes me angry sometimes is how, <laughs> how I feel I'm so unprepared for adulthood. Mm. When you come out yeah. and, and you've mm. spent like what? You spent six years in primary school, five years in secondary school, right? And then of course, you know, you specialize in your degrees, but that's like 11 years of not preparing you to do your taxes or speak properly at an interview. Like yeah. I feel that's what an education should be to prepare you for life, right? Yep. I do believe yep. though, like the earlier education is to develop basic intelligence and skills. Okay. I do 100% believe that. Like, um, one plus one equals five or not. Um, hey, math, um. <laughs> counting, communication. It's basically what primary school syllabuses teach. And syllabi? It, it, <laughs> <laughs> syllabi teach. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and it gives you like kind of, kind of the Malaysian general knowledge yeah, yeah. slash common you need to. sense. Correct, correct. Right? Because at the same time, I think there is a point of going to school is to learn how to socialize with your freaking friends, right? If you don't mm -hmm. go to school, uh, is, which is what everyone is like subject to now. We have kids, like my own kid, growing up by herself every single day. Mm -hmm. And then when she sees new kids, it's like, ah, you know, like Just what do, flight, what yeah. do, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yep. I do believe school has a purpose on its own. But yes, the exams, the purpose of an education, I 100% believe is the building blocks of thinking, mm. is the building blocks of understanding the world. Uh, and communicating back with the world. Uh, other than that, but but I do think as well, after a certain point, like there needs to be much more than education. It's not like memorize and regurgitate yeah. anymore, right? Yeah. And and with the UPSR being abolished, to be very honest, right, I really feel kids because I grew up with a sister who went to Chinese school, and that was during and even my friends who went to Chinese school in our era, right? Suppressed. Oh my gosh, they don't look like kids. Oh, mm. they look like. Work horses. Okay. Mm -hmm. Seriously, like my friend would finish at 1 p.m. and then his classes would continue to 7 o'clock. Like that didn't feel like childhood, right? So I guess taking down the UPSR and, and just detaching that exams equals school, school equals exams, that's going to be a very big mindset to break. I want to hear from you. What's a yeah? What's what's an education? What do you what do what you learn a, What's for? an education to you? Yeah, what saying? is an education? <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, I think I think that the that I'll, I'll just combine both of the things that you've said, right? Yeah, they're all I, wrong. I think, uh, <laughs> and, um, no, they're, oh, they're ever, there's no wrong answer. Oh, right? shut <laughs> up. I can give you a few wrong answers. <laughs> I can always give you a wrong answer. I hate that. Um, that the teachers are being so nice. There's no wrong answer. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there is. 
<laughs> I, I'm gonna give you a very, very sort of like, um, uh, like fluffy kind of statement, and I'll try and break it, okay, break it down for you, right? Like, ultimately, I think that the purpose of an education is to set an individual up to live a life that they truly love. Oh, love it. Um, some music. <sighs> Can we get some? Sorry, wrong no! one. <laughs> Stop the Titanic flute. Stop Sorry. it. <laughs> Sorry, but there's a, yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, so to, to your point, Mingyu, right? Like, like is is education setting me up to live life, right? right. To, to, so there are certain sets of life skills, whether that's financial literacy, whether that is like understanding how to get a job, yes. how, like different career pathways and things like that, right? Yes. Um, so how does an education actually set you up for that? But then there are other aspects that you spoke to, Minghan, as well, mm. right? About socialization. How do you just be like a, a person, being. a human <laughs> being, a friend to somebody else, right? right? There's a there's parts of that which which right. education uh needs to needs to play, right. and uh. And, um, but there are also basic skills that you do need, right? You yes. need literacy skills, Correct. right? You need to uh, know how to read, to write, skills. Um, yes. basic, uh, uh, you, need to, you need to know math and yes. stuff like that, right? And so those need to be taught to kids, right? That's a mm. part and parcel of, uh, of education, right? Yes. And, ex and just exposing you to the broad range of um, like things about what, uh, of the world, right? Like how do you understand like uh, different perspectives and how do you understand, you know, there's obviously culture and stories and history about the country and the world that we need to uh, understand, right? But all of those things can be taught. Uh, uh, the, the, you can teach all of those things um, without yeah. necessarily needing an exam to measure, to, to prove that you, you yeah, know those yeah. things. I right? do believe that too. Um, and like uh, in, in the primary, at the primary school level, like how do you just create an enjoyable education experience yeah. so that kids actually love learning uh, yeah. so that they will want to learn by themselves, not because they have to sit yes. uh, for an examination. Uh, yeah, well, that, what you said right there is truly so, the CEO. <laughs> <laughs> CEO I think things. it's so valid because I think Mingyu shares this same, this same experience as well. I'm not talking about like uh, <clears throat> school. Our experience with learning piano mm. killed our love for piano. So, and I, I feel like it just goes across the board. Why there are, there are people like, you know, when um, they are in Pralehan class or remedial class in primary school, they never seem to get out of that loop, right? Because they've been told that you suck yep. at academics yep. and they develop a hate towards education yeah. and they yeah. hate exams. So they're always in like, I'm not a, I'm not a studious person. Yeah. But then it just takes one teacher to really like, like figure out where they are and undo that and anything can really change from there. I, I, I guess you're right. That, that love, actually that's true. Maybe primary school should be all about developing the love to learn or the love for academics or that perspective for, of kids um, towards what education should be. But are teachers equipped for that? Wow. We got to ask Soon Seng from the CEO of Teach Formula. No, no, this is not a sponsored. This is not a sponsored podcast. This should be. So MOE hit us up, man. But yeah, okay. Interesting, interesting pivot right now. Um, your thoughts on the world where it is, right? Um, like even my own personal experience having a two-year-old, she's learning Russian, French, and even Tamil mm. on her own. And she can, and she can sing songs. Why? Because she has access to all this, uh, all this content online, which is already like vet vetted for kids. With online learning and everything, uh, the resources, right? Is this shift from exams to no exams something that's helpful or 
Is there so much more that needs to be done? Because how in the world do you vet? Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the most that I've learned in some of my electives in college were not taught in class. Mm. I just went back and Googled them my, uh, and learned on my own. Yep. But then how do you standardize something like that? Like Because kids are so... I mean, information is like free for everyone, right? Is there a way to structure, quote-unquote, the, what is a new version of exams mm-hmm. in, in a digital era yep. for information? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think the, the, what technology makes available is, is the way to, uh, is the ability to track yes. um, uh, what, what a student is able to do over a period of time, right? Yeah. Because you can store so much more information and you can do that in a way that is, uh, um, that is easy to transfer yeah. um, through, yeah. throughout life, right? Mm. Whereas if you think about like in the past where everything was paper-based, it still very much is in school, but th- mm-hmm. this is the opportunity that technology provides. Yep. If everything was paper-based and you imagine if you transfer school to another school, yeah. how do you have evidence or proof and you have to carry all of that stuff with you, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but with technology, you can do a couple, uh, you can do a couple of things, right? So we already have standards uh, across our curriculum okay. um, for every subject about what a kid should be able to do oh. um, at every uh, at every stage, okay. right? Um, and what they should be able to know and what they should be uh, what they should be able to do. So, for example, mm. if you're English in Form One, you should be able to communicate um, through different means of writing. So, oh. whether that is a letter, whether that's some email or a social ah, media post okay. or whatever, okay. right? Oh, wow. And so, you just need proof that you can do all of those things, right? And you can use you can use technology to capture all of those things and keep that in the same place. Mm. We, uh, the other things that technology make available is the way that we can, um, assess a student's like actual real life performance, right? Mm. So whether that is the piece about like recording a podcast or creating a Mm. YouTube video, um, perform, can you show that you can, can you show that you can do something? Just Mm. take a video of it, just take a photo of it, right? And you can track and record all of those things uh, and make that available. It also then flips uh, and um, the teachers can then utilize all the resources that are available. You don't, teachers don't have to know all of the information and deliver that, right? Because I think traditional teaching has always been how effective is a teacher at entertaining their students and engaging them in the content. I don't think my teachers were ever concerned about entertaining. Um, (laughs) Well, engaging, right? Engaging your students to think. Um, uh, But now you can utilize all of the resources that are available. You don't have to be the most entertaining person necessarily. Mm -hmm. You just have to put the resources that that your students will be engaged with in, in, in front of them. Now, the challenge the challenge though is that uh, obviously so many students have access to all of these things especially mm. if you live in an urban area you have access to a device and connectivity but the reality is that so many kids in the oh, country yeah. don't have access to that right and yeah. last year what we saw was that when we first shifted to uh, online learning or learning mm. from home um, there, there was a survey done and at least almost 30 37% of students in Malaysia did not have access to a device of their own or connectivity. Oh. That's over 1.5 million students okay. uh, in the country. And so the there is still work to be, the, the physical school does matter, mm. um, uh, especially for those that don't have access. And obviously, like you said earlier, Minghan, right? The, the actual interaction between students, mm. making friends, socialization, uh, 
uh, is at this point more effective in a face-to-face uh, and in-person yeah, basis, yeah. right? That's and it. so school school in itself um, isn't necessarily being replaced by technology, but mm. technology has a role that it can play to enhance the experience yes. as well as make that uh, make that experience more more meaningful um, for students. Wow. Goodness, soon saying you just you're disgusting. Disgusting. <laughs> you are disgusting. But okay, let's quickly just kind of loop back to because you know we're supposed to be talking about examinations. Now with UPSR removed, right? What do you foresee? It's it's not going to be an immediate transformation. Yep, absolutely. At all, right? Yeah, mm. and and so definitely like there 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 with any change experience, right? There's going to be a, a painful period, oh, right? Yeah. And so the reality is that because we're so used to the examinations, um, then there's going to be a transition of like, there needs to be, uh, and, and we need to manage it so that we have an effective transition, right. but there needs right. to be a transition of what actually happens in the classroom, right? right. How do we shift away from just teaching to an examination yeah. Yeah. to yeah. actually just ensuring that students are truly learning what they're supposed to learn for the yeah. sake of learning, not for the sake of performing on an examination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's the teaching quality that will need to change during this period of time. And many teachers are going to struggle with that because yeah. if you imagine yourself as a teacher that has taught for 20 to 30 years mm. and all uh, you've done yeah. is teach kids how to sit for, sit for an examination, right. you're going to have to learn a whole new set of skills that you uh, are, are, are not prepared um, to no, you're right. You're absolutely right. Because the job scope has changed. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, last absolutely. time, last time you could just be really smart and really know, like you know how to talk a textbook, right? Yeah. And that's all it took. And some, and I'll just be honest, some students aren't interpersonal at all, or like they don't care about the the personal touch. They walk in, they don't look at the students, they look at the board, and the famous line is, "This one coming out for exam. Mm. This one coming out for mm-hmm. exam. Better study. This one coming out for exam." Um, uh, I guess. Like I like a lot of things moving forward. If the examinations change, the examiners have to change as well, right? And I guess that new structure of the examiner, well, like you said, it's it's a uh, it's going to be a new job scope for a lot of people who are already educators. And whether or not they're ready, you're right. I think there's going to be a lot of learning pains as well because yeah. you're yep. going to be forcing a lot of people who are technically bookworms or who have chosen education because they jive with the books but not ex- not exactly the interaction with the educate educatees educatees <laughs> students <laughs> i mean is that interaction right like most of them are very used to like just interacting with the content and not the students and now it's a stage where mm, you got to ex- assess your students you got to build an understanding with them yeah because last time it was like a one size fits all right and that's why some students don't 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 work because the teacher doesn't have time yep. to like assess what's your problem they're just going to be like if you didn't get it do it again if you Mm -hmm. didn't do it do it again you didn't get it do it again um but i also want to chime in i guess for this new this unexamination examinationless era i do feel that home and uh parents or family will play an important part as well Mm. right because i think the mindset like you said as well um how we equate schools and exams together the mindset that the parents also have to change. It's not drop off your kid at the school and expect them to learn. Yeah. And then when they don't learn, scold the teacher. I don't think there's such a thing. Like last time we grew up, right? We don't like, perform, uh, parents scold us one. Nowadays I'm hearing, uh, they don't perform, they go scold the teacher one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not to say that one is m- more right than the other, but I think if we are going to embrace an examless or like 
uh, uh, education system, an education system that doesn't prioritize exams, I think parents or caretakers have to have a shift in their role in the kids' education as well. Yep. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that the, that across the last year, yeah. um, we've seen that shift happen, right? Parents yeah. have been forced to get involved in, in education. And that's an opportunity that, that we have because what is going to help make it work isn't necessarily that parents need to... Um, Become the educators themselves. Become the educators right. themselves, but they just need to understand what's going on right. with their uh, students' learning. And what needs to happen more is that teachers and parents mm. need to develop more of a conversation and an engagement yes. about the learning. Because yes. what will happen is you're, you need to then place trust in mm. the teacher to assess uh, your yeah. students. And you need to be able to trust the teacher to say when your teacher says you uh, that your student is yes. uh, on track at standard five, like how do you know that? Because the teacher has oh, done this, all this, of these and assessments yes. and as a teacher, you can have a conversation with the parents, show them the student's actual work right. yeah. to show them that they are actually on track. Right. Um, so parents then need to, need, to, need to be able to engage with right. teachers as well. And likewise, teachers need to be able to communicate effectively yeah. right. to parents how well or not their students are doing. Man. Um, and then that's also where you can get the extra parental support. If, if your child is behind in a certain area, how do you encourage them and engage them yeah. uh, so that they can catch up in certain areas I, I, as well. Well, man, I think this new structure does have a lot of potential because it requires teamwork. It's, yep. not, it's not much of a blaming game anymore because mm. in the past, it would be the teacher blaming your parents you never teach your kid properly. You know, <laughs> why don't you check out their homework? And then now it's the teacher blaming the parents. I don't know how to teach my kid. You know, what do I send them to school for? I think this new, uh, uh, this whole new examiner's things will shift the focus of education to be a result-oriented, like, no, results always have to be results. I think an academically result-oriented thing for A grade or B grade or C grade, I think it would definitely be more of people-focused uh, building of what an ac academic education is, uh, especially from the parents' part. Because if education shifts from exam-based to non-exam-based, I think... We also have to shift uh, our our mindset of education being drop my kid off, go to school, learn and come back and perform mm. to walking with my kid or walking with the kids as a teacher as well um, and, and seeing how they grow as an academic. Yeah. Right? And it and man, I, I'm just like thinking about it now. Schools might literally change because once one teacher might not be able to handle 40 kids every class anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? Class sizes might shrink. Uh, the requirements for teachers might change. All these growing pains you talked about, yeah, it's getting really real now. You know, you can't just remove an exam and hope for the best, right? So, um, what are the first steps? Like, 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 you know, like you said, 2018, UPSR has been removed. Like, what are some of the initiatives that are starting to roll out? Or what are the first few changes that even parents at home can make an effort to, yeah. to, to build towards this system? Yeah, so 2018 was when there was a public announcement right. and just recently was when the actual okay, yes. uh, abolishment happened, right? So end yes. of this year, there's going to be no... Uh, UPSR. Right. So I think that first, uh, the so the the major things that are going to need to happen is that um, now. So 
teachers have been doing this school-based assessment thing um, mm. for the past almost almost 10 years uh, for now. And so what's going to happen is that sh- teachers will now have to shift towards doing these school-based assessments. So they mm. need to be supported to develop their ability to do that in an effective way. Right. Um, and then parents, number one, need to understand the ways in which um, students are being assessed currently so mm. that when they do go speak to a teacher, they'll understand uh, mm. what the teacher is trying to communicate to them. So parents... Uh, and can also then hold uh, hold teachers accountable to the types of things that they should be uh, mm. assessing their students on. Right. Um, so all of the standards exist. Um, the standards uh, and and uh, if you work uh, if you Google a little bit, you can find and download all the standards. Oh. Um, and uh, it's ba- it's basically in the curriculum uh, itself. And uh, uh, you can show it to a teacher and say, "Hey, wh- what's uh, where? Where's the evidence that my kid was able to perform this thing, this thing, and this thing?" Mm. Um, and uh, and then teachers now then need to focus on meaningful learning towards uh, towards those different uh, standards oh, in the man. classroom. Oh man! So I think those are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> initial initial things, right, um, yeah. but there's a lot more training and support that needs to ha- that needs to happen uh, in order for teachers to be able to really really shift towards yeah. that in an effective in an effective way. Dude, there's so much that is, I feel like there's so much more that we can talk about for this one. We can't uh, continue anymore because it might just go off into like a second episode entirely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's thank you so much Sun Sing for sharing all of that which yeah. is happening, and I think we're on like the precipice. <laughs> The p- of change. The pinnacle. We, we, it, it's happening already. Borderline. Um, but I, I, I think more than that as well, like just want to thank you for what you guys are doing as well. And when, and for everyone who wants to find out how they can be playing a more active role in supporting Teach for Malaysia as well, what can people do? Yeah, well, log on to our website, uh, teachformalaysia.org, T-E-A-C-H, F-O-R Malaysia.org um, and we're, we're all over social media as well so you can search us on social media and yeah. just find out a little bit more about what yeah. Teach for Malaysia people does. Can, I mean, you don't actually have to become a teacher. You could if nope. you want to. It's a noble cause. I mean, yeah. Nope. Yeah, you don't have to. You so, can. What else can be? Yeah, do? I mean, if you're, if you're, uh, if that's something that you feel like you want to contribute to, then we definitely welcome people to register their interest yeah. uh, if they mm-hmm. want to become a teacher. Um, and uh, you can also uh, support us. Um, you can mm-hmm. donate to Teach for Malaysia yeah. uh, mm-hmm. through our website, and you can also volunteer for. Uh, I love that. Different. Uh, you don't have to be a teacher involved. to volunteer as well. Nope. I no. love that. There's so much that's happening in Malaysia, and we're excited for change. Um, Guys, I think at the end of the day, just remember that really it's not just uh, children's education isn't uh, based on just one party's responsibility. It's a whole freaking kampong, right? Mm. So whether it's the parents, whether it's the teachers, whether it's the lawmakers, I think it's just important to remember that we're all doing this for a better education system for the children who are going to be adults, right? And then the cycle just continues. And if we don't do anything to fix it or make it better... We're just gonna we're just gonna stew in our own shit. We are okay, <laughs> and that's um, the goal. You want to get out yeah, of your own okay. shit, right? That is not wrong. It's it's correct. Well, I you mean, know what else is not wrong? This next tune. It's a brand new track song <laughs> recommendation <laughs> from Yao from Singapore. This one's called "I Can't Sleep." Check this out. It sounds like this. So good. Oh my goodness. You can check it out. It's on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube. I have a soft spot for our Singaporean friends. I don't know why. It's not that I don't like Malaysian music. I do. But I just, I feel like in my soul, 
I might be slightly Singaporean. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know. Oh, I see. <laughs> I, controversial statements. Uh, hey, Ministry of Education, hit us up for a sponsored episode. We'd love to have Shun Sing back again. <laughs> but for everyone else, thanks for listening in to this episode of the podcast. A big shout out to Kageyoshi Sora once again for uh, suggesting this topic. podcast topic. We mm-hmm. definitely will come back. We'll get Shun Sing back again. If you guys have questions that you want Shun Sing to answer or talk oh. more about, let us know. Mm. Shoot us a message and we can have that. Um, if you guys want to suggest more topics to us as well, or be a part of our community on Discord, you can join us over at discord.gg forward slash the takeaway table. That's discord.gg slash the takeaway table. If you can't literally comprehend why I said, description will have it as well. Hey. Any last any last words, gentlemen? Mian? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's thanks, fun. Nice. Thank it's you. Been, Thank you so Jeremy, anything you want to say? What an amazing episode. Oh, truly. Oh, what, what, a, what an educated, uh, <laughs> learned person. Oh, so good. Everyone, please take care. Stay safe. Stay clean. Wash your phones, your hands, your doorknobs, your switches. Don't lick random things in public. Stop touching people. Keep <laughs> your distance. Follow the SOPs. Be safe, everyone. Take care. Till the next time. Peace. Peace.